This week on This Galarian Life. Faced with a demon and Gugs, the party plans their strike. He will remain dead and go to Gug Heaven or, or even worse. But other threats remain. He's down here. I can't see him, but he's greased up. And not yeah. in the Cyrix way. God, I miss Cyrix. Can they gel at the appropriate moment? Cowboy Charlie. Is Cowboy Charlie a good cow poker? Is he a no good snake in the grass? Well, he's, he's more of a neutral snake oil salesman type fellow. Will they remember what they're even here for? Uh, Charlie, it's your turn. Oh, lost my accent. Crikey. <laughs> right, just kidding, mate. Or is it all beyond their control? As outside forces begin to converge. You don't have to go. This unit requests one more game. Listen to find out. Hello, everybody. It is your DM, Derek. And for the next about 12 to 13 minutes, we're going to be doing something a little different. I sat down with some of the cast members to talk about the previous year. Uh, This episode had some technical issues, so it's a little shorter than normal. So this was going to be bonus content, but it is no longer bonus content. So enjoy that. Uh, If you want to get straight into the episode, though, uh, just fast forward about 10 minutes. Other than that, uh, enjoy. So so we're kind of waiting for everybody to get here. Decided to start a little early. If somebody jumps in, I guess that's fine. But I imagine it'll just be you, me, uh, it'll just be me, Sam, and Jeff uh, for most of this. Um, so it this episode, I believe, should be coming out the week-ish of Christmas. So I figured while we have some extra time, why don't we talk about the year we've had. In terms like of the game, I believe I looked it up the other day. The episode that would have came out this week, last year, was episode 51. I'll give $100 to anybody who could name that episode title within the next 10 seconds. Is that where a dragon melted our friend? No, that's episode 44. That's uh, Rolling yeah. the Welcome Dragons 2, Acidic Boogaloo. Uh, that one was Mine Bright Like a Diamond, uh, uh-huh. where you all avoided a mine. Uh, and the, uh, I feel like maybe the most important thing about that one is everybody but Greg was still alive and look how far we've come. Not only has everybody left the party and or died again, but, but also you guys kind of accidentally sort of led to a God dying as well. It's all right, Derek. I'm sure whatever's going to happen in the dwarf boss battle is going to also completely kill the party. So don't worry. See, that's why I had Cyrix go off on an adventure for book four, because I knew she'd probably die. So if she went off on an adventure, that accomplished several things. One, you finally had to give her her girlfriend back. Two, she would be alive when book five rolls around, and I really wanted her to experience that. God help me. If you kill my poor war priest, I'm going to play as Gorgugan Cyrix's bastard son. (laughs) Chorug. What would what would his name be? The Jaliks. Up, uh, Therese is surviving forever. I've I've just decided if any of you ever get like stuck in a permanent coma, uh, you just can't come back as players. That damn way, it! I solved I solved that little issue. Um, I mean we've had characters die this year, obviously. 
but we've also brought in some new characters, uh, some of who have had fairly uh, substantial bearing on the plot. Uh, Teresia's sister is apparently one of the big bads. How long that lasts, who knows? I think Penny's been pretty substantial. Gina has kind of given us some insight into Truxton and the mob. So, like, I guess, I don't know, when when you all started the year, where did you think we would end the year in terms of the story or whatever you want to speak to? I was hoping you guys would go in that mine, honestly. But, you know, we wanted to. Oh, yeah, did you? Oh, no, I absolutely did not want to go in that mine. Fucking talking about once we once I realized what was involved. Gorgu was certain that it was a simple distraction. Also, we were on a mission to save a besieged city. See, this is a classic storytelling issue. The AP may want you to go to these places, but when they dangle like the ultimate problem in front of you, it, assuming your party is not a bunch of ne'er do wells, you'll probably deal with the big threat and then maybe circle back to the smaller one, unless it's convenient, which the mine was not. It was like several days travel. It was a whole thing. There was a it ghost was in the city. It was in the city you were already in anyway. Yeah, but we would have to turn around. It's literally three feet away from you when you decided not to go in. You also didn't know that Long Shadow was being attacked yet. Yeah, but, you know, also... So, all of the reason in the world not to go in. Well, also, I don't trust mines. Okay. Yeah, did you ever think about that, Derek? Do you think that Gorgu might have been afraid of going underground? Do you guys have any, like, standout memorable moments? Remember that time a worm ripped me in half? Yeah, that's pretty. That fun. was pretty fucking cool. That was pretty fucking cool. I just like I. I can so tell when, the story of how that happened. When everyone got okay, first of all, one I do want to say that I think it's hilarious that Cyrix was the one that has lived the longest because when we started the podcast and we had that little whoopsie daisy where she almost got crit and you did the one like cliffhanger. What is that episode like three five? Yeah, that's Candace the troglodyte barbarian. Yeah, that episode. So at, at that point, I was like, okay, Cyrix is going to be the first to die. And then Gorgu, because, like, Jeff's kind of dumb. No offense, True. True. Um, you just you, you play very aggressively and, and don't think about consequences sometimes. What would Gorgu do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, like, maybe Jacques then. And then, like, Greg will definitely live the longest. And that was wrong. <laughs> And then I just, when, when Gorgu died from the purple worm, like, I thought you were joking. And I, like, it took I me a while to realize actually was actually dead. Yeah, actually, this is a good question, Derek. You know better than anybody else. I can't think of many times Greg took a lot of damage before he died, except in the fight against Scarnivorous. Were there any other moments where he took a significant amount of damage in combat? Um, I mean, low level like that, there were... Like him being a backline ranger without right. any without any um, real AC, if he ever got full attacked, which happened several times, he was like below half health in general. And for the listening audience at home, keep in mind a ranger is rolling a D10 for hit dice, while a, a lowly bard like Gorgu's only rolling a D8, baby. <laughs> so keep this in mind. That, right. Uh, that, yes. That a dude with low HP and medium armor. No, I'm sorry, light armor at best. Was a frontline fighter. Oh God, what was I thinking? Well, I mean, Jacques left for a while. Yeah, that, and well, that was kind of cool. kind of stuck with what you had. Let's see. The episode where Goog died in was I read him a counter table, man. Fuck that thing. <laughs> it's post fifty. 
So it was after you guys went up the wizard tower. It was an episode called About Pit. Nope, that was... About Pit was named About Pit because Sirik spent most of the episode digging Gorkook's grave. So ep- episode 59... <laughs> episode 59, oh father, where art thou? Uh, so, okay. So in that episode, uh, you guys first discovered the existence of the the uh, shadow bugbears and you were you were trying to like hunt them down for some reason sam eames wasn't around for that day so i said oh trucks truxton left for some reason and then you guys like departed to go find one of the camps like i guess earlier than i anticipated i thought the bugbear investigation would go on longer than it did so i'm like I don't really want to start with that camp because I don't have it prepped out super well. Uh, so I'm like, I'll just, for the first time in the history of the podcast, do a random encounter. So I went to the bottom of the random encounter table, found something that was CR appropriate, and then just said, hey, it shows up. And then realized, just because it's CR appropriate doesn't mean it's party appropriate. Nope. Now, if Gina had been there, it would have been a one-round fight. Well, yeah, Gina's like better than Sirix in every possible way. I, I do think there were some tactical mistakes made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, you don't want. I mean, you want the bard leading off with initiative for the haste, but you don't want Jeff leading off with the initiative. I'll get uh, the haste off, but I'll put myself somewhere real bad. I think one of the lessons you guys could have, one of the lessons you guys could have learned from that is sometimes running away is also an option, uh, which you've been using to great effect now. Fuck you. Penny teleported you guys that one time, oh, and now a witch roams the earth, feasting upon the souls of youth. Yeah, hold that's a bonus boss at the end of the campaign, like level twenty, maxed out, full army. I wasn't really planning on it. Maybe. Uh, um, do you have a, a standout moment, Sam? Oh. Or or anything you like want more insight into. I guess we can do it like that. I will say I was finally glad to kind of get to wrap, not wrap up Sirix's story, because there's there's more since she's still alive. But I was very glad when we did episode 100 and got to like script stuff out and you know, it was really fun. Was last year the year where um, Will and I did a part of the adventure on our own? No. Okay, that was okay. Oh, that red cap really beat Will's ass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a... I mean, I could talk about that as, if you wanted me to. I I really liked, um, I, even though it was uh, longer than I expected, both in terms of longer sessions and uh, longer length week-wise, I, I did enjoy Jeff's uh, dwarf one-shot. I think that that like, gave more insight about what was happening in Krogadon, um in a way that, like, and in many a way, it created some insight. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, normally, like, when we, you know, the, the people in this group that have played Pathfinder before, and, like, you know, you'd be like, yeah, Fandor, you know. And I'd be like, no, I don't. Um, and, like, getting to, to actually, like, play it ahead of time um, in the Dwarf campaign was, was cool, because it got to, like, got to be introduced to a new area um, in a fun way. Also, you know, I got to play... Sam Eames's twin sister, which was very funny. Uh, I guess the only other interesting thing before I think everybody else should be here in a couple minutes. I do the episode before we started the dwarf fight stuff. Um, episode seventy six, um, uh, Fallout New Long Shadow. I started it off uh, 
describing the dwarves' journey towards the sky, and that started the perhaps most long-running and <laughs> joke that made the least sense throughout the show. Uh, Charlie's weird, <laughs> sudden hatred of the dwarves. <laughs> Literally, Sam took a vision of seeing dwarves walk upstairs, basically, and they're up to something and never let it go. And I'm just going to say it, that's why he's dead. <laughs> you killed Charlie. <laughs> Much like every other death in the show, Charlie's death was not planned. And completely <laughs> accidental. <laughs> <laughs> Sam specifically requested death. <laughs> I will say most of the deaths, though, were not planned on my part. I knew there would be parts that PCs could potentially die and or probably would. Uh, that really only applied to the dragon fight uh, up to this point. Jacques, Truxton, and Gorkug all dying within a span of six weeks was accidental it's like I, I never pictured Jacques getting you know blasted by a snake although yep <laughs> I guess when I put it like that anyway we should probably start huh uh well I mean at, at the end of the year uh I hope anybody listening to this has had as much fun as we had um Oh, if you're listening to this, the week of Christmas, the or whatever winter holiday or non-winter holiday you celebrate. If you're listening to this, uh, thank you for 2020. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything you've done. Um, it's been oh, a. Eric has his trapped in his basement. Been excellent. Shh. <laughs> That's the big reveal at the end of book four. No. Um, it's been a good year. So. Uh, well, Apart from all the nice stuff. It's been a decent year in terms of the podcast we produce. Exactly. Okay. I can get on board for that. Uh, so have a good week. Have a good, have a better next year. And I guess let's just jump into the episode. Presenting episode 103. Love and other gugs. Last time on this floor in life, you guys uh, met a paladin statue, and they were like, Hey, everybody, I'm stuck here, and I'm very scared, and I'm very, very nervous, so if you clear out the gugs, and then bring the dwarves here so I can tell them what happened and tell them my story, and they can see it firsthand, then I will get to move on. And then you met the guy, well, then you went and killed some gugs, and it was very easy, because gugs are, like, slightly better morlocks. And when I say slightly, I mean... I mean they're, like a child, they're like child training 10, aren't they? Like, they're, they're hardy boys. Yeah, but when you when you have two people doing touch attacks and one person with a pit and one person who can't be hit and then one person who's doing 51 damage from 100 feet away, things change. This is, this is Pathfinder, but... And then you met the, the guy in the bottom room who was like, please don't restore me because I don't have legs and I would, I would literally like, gush out from the torso. Uh... But if you find my legs, come back and talk. Otherwise, I'd like to apologize to the dwarves for doing doing some crimes. The next room, and you find a the Gug standing over a uh, ritual summoning circle, and you attack him. And then, as he begins to bleed, the summoning symbol begins flashing, 
and out from under it comes a demon boy. Uh, I think you guys did the check last time. This is a Kalavakas demon. Chaotic evil medium outsider. Maybe you didn't do the channel. I remember I did a pretty good planes check. Yeah, you did. Do you have any questions about him? Uh, any immunities that aren't demon uh, focused? Uh, electricity, poison, resist, acid, cold, fire. And spy resistance? Uh, yes. Uh, that's all I have. Um, is AC below or above 30? Below. Alright. I'm not worried. Alright. So let's continue your assault on the, the Gugs. It is the main Gugs turn. Char- Charlie, have you decided on alignment for yourself? It Are varies. You Are you good neutral? It varies from uh, evil. character to character. Okay, well, how about this character? Cowboy, Cowboy Charlie. Is Cowboy Charlie a good cow poke or is he a no good snake in the grass? Well, he's, he's more of a neutral snake oil salesman type fellow. Okay. All right. Uh, so the Gug, among when he sees his demon friend arrive, uh, smiles, claps his hand together, and this slow black shadow begins forming, and then all of a sudden it just bursts out. I need Teresia, Gina, uh, Charlie, and Laura to give me a will save. Twenty-one. Can I get a can I get a check on that real quick? Yeah. Because I do have counter spells, so. Uh, Thirteen for me. It's 10 or 15 plus... I think 15 plus double spell level. I don't know the actual rules, but that's probably a good check. So I get it if it's a 6 level spell. If it's Unholy Blight. Oh, Unholy Blight, then I'll let it pass. I don't care. Uh, Unholy. Okay. Um, So Teresia and Gina will take half. Everybody else will take full. Teresia, Gina, you'll take 12. And then... Well, everybody takes 12, since Charlie and Laura are neutral, then they'll take half of that. And then the second effect only applies to good creatures, I assume. Yeah, I think so. Imagine being good in 2020. So I take 6? You take 12. Because you're not good, but you failed to save. Back off just a little bit. And it puts it at the demon's turn. Uh, Come on, you little shit. Eric, if I share a Pokemon meme will you, with you, will you please get rid of the demon? Nah. Good try, one. Thank you, though. He really doesn't know what's going on yet, so... Yeah, he'll full attack. So he's gonna bite Teresia. And a 20 doesn't hit. And he's gonna do two claws on Gina. I activate shield... Oh, well, yeah, never mind. Never mind, I will do that one Take it, Gina. Um... Is a 32 hit? Um, yes. And a 31? Yes. Uh, that's combined 27 points of damage, unless you have any uh, DR. Is any of it poison? No. Then, no. He's going to try to horn Teresia, Link. That's a 23, so no. Not quite. Uh, Teresia Flamebreaker. Alright, I swift, I swift action fervor to heal myself. What a bad roll. <laughs> I see better, folks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then I'm gonna just go ahead and full attack him right back. Does, uh, 30 confirm? Uh, yeah. Was that 35 crit damage? Yeah, uh, is your weapon good? No. 
Does a 27 hit? Nope. Does a 30? That shield bash is still broken. It should not be. Well, actually, maybe it is. I mean, you. it seems like you roll high on no, it. No, well, it, it probably does hit. It, it looks bigger because, it, you know, it's just the offhand attack, so it's going off regular BAP at the negative. Anyway, does a 37 hit? Yeah. 17 yeah. piercing. And does a 38 hit? Um, yeah, 38 will hit. For an additional 14 slashing. I'm so happy you remembered the haste. I know, Gavin. Yeah, I, I, I thought, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm so happy. All right, I, a lot of that looks like it didn't go through, but you did some damage. Good. Uh, Gina Pendleton, come on down. If I remember correctly, uh, fire and frost bombs did full damage last session, right? To the guns? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hit... We're hasted, right? Yeah. I'm going to hit this guy four times. You're going to... Take an attack from the demon if you don't step back, though. Okay, five foot step back. Yeah. And I'll hit him five times. The oh, no. You get a far, minus. The far guy? No, the guy that's right in front of... Oh, I see him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll hit the demon. Well, no, I'll hit the gug. Terry's just probably better fighting a demon anyway. Yeah, uh, you'd be surprised. I'd hit the demon if you want to hit the demon. Yeah, but I don't know what his. For fuck's sake, it's. Oh, uh, we do. We're, real quick. Uh, is he good against fire or cold? Yeah, he's got resist 10 against fire and cold. He's immune to electricity. He's immune to poison. Do you have acid? Resist to acid. Fuck. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to use a frost bomb to hit the gug then. That's right behind the demon. Stagger that motherfucker. 27 hit his touch AC. Yeah. 19? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 72 cold damage, and the demon will take uh, 22 if he fails the DC 22 reflex save. Two of them. Uh, he passes one, he fails one. Okay, well then he'll take uh, 16 damage, and then whatever DR he has to it. I don't care. Um, and then if the gug could make me two fortitude saves. Um, 22 is the low one. Yeah. So 22 and a 30, so he passes. Okay, so he passes both of them. I'm going to hit him with two more frost bombs. Uh, 24, touch AC. Yeah, that is. Okay, and then a natural one isn't going to hit. Uh, He'll take an additional 33 cold damage if he could roll me a fortitude Uh, save. The first one kills him. Oh, sweet. Um, And then if the demon could roll another reflex save. The last time, a 9. That's 19. Yeah, so he'll uh, take another 11 uh, splash damage when VR is involved. Okay. Yeah, he's dead. And anything else you need to do? Uh, that's all I can do. Uh, Charlie, it's your turn. Oh, lost my accent. Frankie. <laughs> right, just kidding, mate. How about I camp around? Okay, I got it back. Uh, well, I guess I'll hit him, right? I guess I'll shoot him? Uh, the gun guy? Yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, him right up. <clears throat> so you're 25, right. 25 feet away, so unless you move up... It's going to be against regular AC. No, touch AC is 30. Not for his gun, it's 20. 20? Well, I'll five foot step in. Yeah. So I'll five foot step and then do a full attack, and I am hasted, correct? Yes. All right, first attack. Uh, are any modifiers in play here? Uh, just haste and heroism. Heroism is what, a plus one? Uh, heroism is plus two. It's haste two is plus attack. one. It's... Uh, just two to attack and one to attack as well from haste, so you have a plus three total. Plus three, okay. So uh, 25 on the first attack. 
I think you're on the wrong, f- Charlie. <laughs> oh shit, he's back! Because you're doing the Falcata damage. Oh shit, you're right. Charming Charlie, the snake handling man. I even just had that one up. I just clicked on the fucking wrong thing. I was like, how is this gun doing that much fucking damage? Like, I'm looking at my like sheet and it's like, Blade? What the fuck? Okay. Uh, let's try this. Um, so, 24 on the first attack. The touch. Uh, that's a natural one, so no. Oh, okay. 25 on the second, not a natural one, but wow, what a shit roll. That hits. Okay, 26 damage. Uh, 13, on, or uh, 16 on the last to touch. Oh, that, that hits. That is a, that's 22 damage then. And my rapid shot is a 33. Uh, it's and that'll be 19 damage. Okay, then you have a haste shot. That's five attacks. God damn. Uh, 31. Yeah, that's uh 26 damage. Okay. Um, so the natural one, because it is a gun, is a misfire. So that means your gun now has the broken condition, but you have an archetype feature called Lucky that lets you clear that as a free action if you would like to use it. That seems like it'd be smart. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it would be a minus two, and if you roll a natural one or two or three or four, um, it, it explodes. Ooh, bad news. I'm going to use my uh, my Lucky to clear it. So we'll say you do that after the natural one because I didn't realize that one was a three and your gun would have blown up. Um... This goddamn thing. It is. This thing's hot enough to cook pierogies on. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? That's uh, that Gug's turn. That you guys just shot. Okay, so they'll charge at Charlie. And then... To do a power attack. Uh, does, does a 36 hit? Sure does. Um, uh, to, ooh, Max damage. 25 points of damage. Uh, and that is all he can do. Okay. Benny. Curse them. Alright, I'm going to cast Chains of Light on that demon. On the demon? I'll go ahead and roll the... Well, I'll move forward. I'll go here. And I'll go ahead and... Um, I don't have it in, so I just add two to this. 28 on the spell resistance. Yeah, that works. Alright, could you make me a DC... And I am using a point. A DC... Uh, this is 28 reflex. 17. Ah, uh, that's close, but that is, in fact, a fail. A critical fail if you were playing 2nd Edition. So he is currently um, paralyzed, unless he's immune to it. Uh, doesn't look like it, no. Then I'll, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to double check how far I moved up, and then I'm done. It is the dead Gug's turn, and for his action, he will remain dead and go to Gug Heaven, or, or even worse. They're kind of people. They, they probably go to... Uh, uh, which one did you just paralyze, Kevin? The demon. Oh, the demon. So it is war's turn. You think I should just lay into that paralyzed demon, or should I get rid of this gug? Paralyzed love, coup de gras. We can just do that. Yeah, I'd go after the gug. I think Teresia's got this motherfucker. That's fair. Well, should I get rid of the gug right in front of us, or should I get rid of the big one? I'll leave it up to you. I don't I know what else he's going to cast, but I do have another counter spell, so I'd, I'd go for it for the close one. That's fair. That's fair. I trust you and Charlie to be able to deal with this close one, so I will go for the big one. I'll, I'll see if I can kill the the one right in front of me, and if I have anything left over, I'll, I'll lean into Mr. Cleric, man. Uh, so I am going to attack this one right in front of me, Derek. Here's the hasted shot. Does a 38 hit him? Yes. Awesome. Well, that wasn't the hasted shot. That was the mini shot. It's... I guess it doesn't really matter. It's fine. 
Your first shot's always the mini shot. Yeah, that's a 20 and a 26 for the mini shot. So I guess this is the hasty shot. Okay. Does a 42 hit him? Yeah. How's a 21 treat him? Uh, he is staggered. I don't know how that language fits into the bloodied narrative. He is disabled. But... He has zero hit points. Oh, oh no. I'm so sorry for his loss. I, I reckon these last two But he's not in. dead. Oh? Oh? He is still on his feet. He's just at zero. Let, let him let him do whatever he wants. At zero is not a threat to us. He hits I'm, once, I'm, he goes down. Oh, he has ferocity. Oh, no! I, I will just hit the big one now. If he smacks Charlie, Charlie will live and he will go down. All right, these last two are going to the big one. The big one, not the demon. Yes. I'm assuming Charlie's. Well, did I click the right thing? That's a 32 or, or 38, all right? Okay, does a does a thirty eight hit? Yeah. Uh, does a twenty hit? No. All right. Well, the thirty eight hits, and that's a twenty for the damage because I rolled a one and a five. Um, and I already hit them with the big arrow, didn't I? Yeah, because I was trying to get yes. them to stop. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's all she wrote for me. Hashtag martial life. Our oh, word kill. Do it. He's gonna cast a spell. May I, Derek? Yes. Dairy poo. I roll a 30 on the spellcraft. Uh, spike stones. Uh, what level spell is that? Fourth. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and counter it. Okay. 24? That wins against caster level 13s and lower. Uh, I, yep. Okay, uh, I lose a fourth level spell slot and I counter it. Well, then he's going to back up. That's my turn. Well, it's his turn. <laughs> my bad. Uh, it's the demon. It's a reflex save to escape. Correct. DC 28. Yep, he fails. All uh, right. Teresia. Very well. I'm going to heal myself again. What? Oh, that's a little bit better for 16. Do what needs to be done. I'm going to cast an eye towards the young boy in front of me. He's paralyzed. Now, with a slight smile on her face, and only the party, can, only this little creature can see. I'm going to coup de grace the demon. It's pronounced coup de grace. Derek, uh, what a 39 hit? It's an auto hit, auto crit. Yep. So what is that, uh... 34? Let's roll your crit damage. 34 crit damage. Fortitude save. DC 44. Come on, baby. DC 44. Gonna be like that fucking Rise of the Rumor session where the Giants made three nat 20s. They took an Earthbreaker to the head this while sleeping. Oh, yeah, that ogre who survived the cootie. That was hilarious. It was a DC, like, 68. It was something dub. Um, yeah, that kills it, but it doesn't seem like it should have, or it doesn't seem like the it didn't take all that damage. Uh, I will say uh, for anybody at home wondering how Tracer delivered that coup de grace paralyzed demon, you have to remember that you are Tracer is a professional fighter of evil, uh, demons included. So much like a master, well, you ever seen a master chef crack a lobster with a knife? That's basically <laughs> what happened there. I love that. Well, that's horrifying. It truly was, but it was efficient. Master demon fighter who's never fought a demon. And you don't know that, Derek. He I've said got, evil. I've got, I've got ten fucking levels of backstory that doesn't explain. Also, uh, I am okay. Gina. So the demon's dead? Yeah. Sweet. You just got this little gug boy? Fuck him right up. Well, we also have the big gug boy up north. I mean, he did run away a little bit more, but he's still up there fucking about. Okay. Is this the one that's, like, down to one H- zero HP? Yeah. yeah. Cigarette ash. Crossbow. Does the 23 hit with the crossbow? No. God damn it. Gina, you stuck. <laughs> I didn't want to waste a bomb on zero hit points. None of my 
That was still a good move, Gina. Charlie. You gotta hit once, man. You you have this Dude. thing called pistol whip, where you can hit him with your gun if you use a grip point. And then if you and then if you kill him, you get that grip point back. Oh you shit! Get, you get the grip point back either way. Don't listen to the evil GM. Yeah, but you're not wasting the bullet then. Oh yeah, Here, you track of those? Yeah, bullets are much more expensive than arrows. <laughs> with uh, I bought 500 gold worth of bullets uh, back at the back at Kragadon. I put them in a pocket. That's fun. All right. Were they alchemical cartridges? They were. Okay, you bought three bullets. Jeez. Charlie, what are you going to do? Oh, fuck them up. Yeah. How are you going to do it? Gun. Okay, just, just, just shoot. Shoot is done. 26. Uh, hits and kills it. Okay. Uh, Penny. I blow my pistol. Well, yeah, I guess you... kind of weird. I guess you can move if you I want, will. Charlie. I'll dimensional slide here. Reflex save. Roaming pit. DC 28. I won't go on the pit. You don't have to. We're not. Actually, if the pit's faster than me, you can just... <laughs> I might bring it over, I have to, but until that moment, I ain't... Nope. And he falls in a 30-foot-long pit, he takes three falling damage. Wait, hold on. Acrobatics shit can have that. That's fine. All right, he takes three falling damage. He ain't prone or nothing. I'll draw the pit. It does happen to be Penn's turn. It's Laura's turn. You can run. Four times your movement speed, unless you have medium or large heavy armor on. I think technically what I have counts as medium. Times four it is. All right, I, I move up here to uh, where Penny is with my bow ready to uh, murder people next time I get a turn. I, I just covered a great distance listening audience. I was all the way at the base of the, thank God for haste. I guess technically I could go further in, but I'm not that brave. I don't have a shield. I reckon that's my turn, Derek. Okay. Uh, it's It's turn. I guess we'll just cast a spell and be done with it. May I? Power work. I think kill. since you can't, since he's at the bottom of the pit, I, I'm going to give you a penalty to it. Because yeah, that's you can't fair. make out both the components, but you still get the program. Well, actually, it's spell like, so there are no verbal or somatic. 31. Feel the tug on the weave, Gavin. It's oh, it's invisibility? Um, I would counter that if, I, if you let me. Do you have to have one of side on counters? That's a good fucking question. Wish I knew my class. We will now devolve into a 16-hour discussion of line of sight versus line of effect. I'm still All right, everybody. I'd like to apologize. I'm going to go make some popcorn. To apologize to Jeff, because I have the answer right here. Are we taking a five? No. It has the range of, in line of sight as dispel magic. So in other words, that means it, it can't work, right, against a target on a pit? I don't know why it couldn't. Well, it is a, Line of sight is line of effect. Plus, you have to be able to see them. So I agree. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't say it, anything about target you can see in the spell, right? Which is dumb. But I mean, it isn't dumb if you think of how like magic is. Mm-hmm. I will let you decide, Derek. And I will. No, it's fine. The I mean, roll it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that succeeds actually. Caster it beats caster level nine. Okay. Well, you don't know. Right. No. Um, it might be invisible in that pit. Kill it. Kill it now. Teresia. Jeremy Crawford, that motherfucker. Alright, um, I don't know, fuck it. I guess I'll put it right here. And end my... Uh, Gina. I will move. How far can I move? 40 feet, 80 double. Trace. I will move right there. Actually, right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I will move right there. Uh, Charlie. Alright, I am gonna continue to move up here. Sorry, one second. 
Uh, I'm gonna double move, so I end up with the group here. Okay. And then uh, I am uh, I'm good. Uh, Penny. Uh, I go over and check. Is he is he invisible? Uh, yeah, you don't see him. Damn it. Well, he's invisible. Got a way around that. Uh, reflex save. I'm gonna grease him. Gross. It's low. It's DC 19. Boy, I am rolling like hot garbage. I don't think I've rolled above a 10 on a save. Outside, outside of the ones that didn't matter because the demon wasn't taking damage from Genus Frost Bombs anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. <coughs> Laura, where's this fucking gug at? He's down here. I can't see him, but he's greased up. And not yeah. in the Cyrix way. God, I miss Cyrix. Um, so, I can't see the fella, but he's probably in that pit. Is that what I'm getting at, Derek? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you, is, know, you know he's in the pit. He's I mean, I guess you don't know, but you have is, good reason to believe. Is he like slapstick flopping around down there because it's all slippery? I mean, maybe. Um, all right, this fucker's got to go. I'm going to run on up. Um, what is full concealment, 50%? Yes. Awesome. Um, I... I'm going to use a big shot because I did have to run up, so I'm only going to get one, so might as well as it make it count. Um, that is a 40. Does a 40 uh, maybe hit? Yeah. Uh, roll the D100, please. 71. Of fucking course. So uh, that's yeah. a fat 51, and I already did the big arrow. So, yeah. No, take 51 damage, you invisible flopping bastard. Cool. Um, all right. Um... It's going to stand up, not that you all can necessarily tell. And in its invisible state, it will point an arm up at Laura and attempt to cast a spell. What spell? Uh, go give me the spellcraft check. I roll uh, 28. Yeah, it's acid arrow. Nice. I'm just going to let it go through. I'll let it hit me. Oh, will it hit you? Um... Laura, does a 29 hit your touch AC? God damn it. Ooh. Well, that hit my regular AC of 27, so yeah, that's, my touch is 18. Well, let's see, damage is... Wait a second. Because <gasps> your, your little pain arrow thing does something with arcane spells, doesn't it? It does. It's a 25% mischance. Oh, yeah. Fuck this guy. But they're, they're using acid arrow? I'm wearing black dragon hide armor. Uh, they're using elemental acid arrow. So it's electricity. Alright, well, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, I, mean, I guess I could make him take make a perception check or something and try to tell that. It would be pretty dumb for a high-level spellcaster to target somebody who's literally wearing green arrow at green dragon hide. Black dragon hide. So That's not making it about color, though. Well, that's a natural one on the perception check, so I'll just say, fuck it, he doesn't know. Uh, Laura, you would have taken six whole acid damage. Does any of that go through? Hold on, I'm actually having to look. This is the first time I've actually you, got How about you let one go through just to not demoralize the fourth? I, I think it might be DC 3 or DC 5, because usually armor bonuses on that kind of stuff aren't great. It's a lot cheaper to make something out of dragon hide than it is to make it magic. Or... Cost-wise, at least. Boy, howdy. Turns out it doesn't do anything. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. That's why I'm like, uh, if Dragonhide comes from a dragon that had immunity to an energy type, 
The armor is also immunized, although this does not convert your protection to the wearer. Wow. Okay, yeah, I take six. Okay. Oh, you don't lose any HP on the armor. Nice. Oh, why did he target the armor specifically? Um, that will also last for three more rounds. Um, mm, that's what I got confused. It's 25% less, or it's 25% discount to actually make it energy immune or energy resistant to the said energy type. So you've been lying fuck for months. Uh, Gina, it's your turn. Uh, so I'm going to throw some fire bombs at it. Okay. Does a 30 hit? Yeah. 36 fire damage, and it's sticky. It is invisible, though, so roll me D1. <laughs> 82. Yeah. Uh, 36 fire damage. Okay. Uh, and then uh, 32 to hit with an 86 on the concealment check. Yep. So that'll be 41 fire damage. And then uh, the final one would be 23. Yep. With the 72 for concealment. Uh, of course it is. Yep, yeah, all three hit. <laughs> Woo! Uh, 32 fire damage. Um, I mean, you're not close enough to the pit to see if it's still alive, but as Penny and Laura can look down there as like a reaction and like the invisibility is not broken. So, um, Teresia, it's your turn, though. I can, uh, uh, being unable to, or unwilling to jump into the pit and otherwise unable to harm this thing, Teresia will summon her hound archon in to sniff the boy. Uh, if you use a move, if you use a move action, you can find it. Oh, he does. That's a good boy. And he goes for a sniff and goes for a bite. It's an 18 hit. (laughs) Uh, no, an 18, unfortunately, doesn't hit. Oh! Uh, okay. Toys with us. Uh, Char- Charlie, Charlie, it's your turn. Again. Alright, well, still not dead, so I'm gonna move up. Double move, in fact. Since I paste, I can still attack. And then I will roll with the wrong Charlie and get a 29. And then I will roll with the right Charlie and get a 34. Uh, yeah, 34 hits touch. Well... Technically, it doesn't, but it it's regular. Yep. Uh, he's technically out of range of your gun, but I don't give a shit. Okay. Uh, 25 damage. Uh, uh, you think he's dead because all of a sudden he becomes visible. That boy dead. But with his last breath, he murders the Hound Archon. Don't forget, Derek, I also did beat the invisibility check there. Oh, yeah. I beat the invisibility check. Folks at home. This is the question about the first half of this fight. Sharp and strong in the west. Was that yeah. demon technically a summoned creature? Uh, not from like a spell or anything. I yeah, mean, I was only going to ask because technically like protection from evil and it's making natural attacks. I don't think it can hit you. If, it, if it's a summoned evil creature and you have protection from evil, they straight up cannot touch you. So I kind of wonder. It's, it's summoned, but I don't think it's in, summoned in the way that it was an actual demon they brought in. So, yeah. like, summoned might be the verb, but it's not a mechanic. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so there's loot in the rooms behind, so you guys just want to start in that first room? Oh, yeah, hit me with it. Okay. Um, mostly of what's in here is uh, just what's on the Gug Sorcerer Cleric fella. Uh, so you got <clears throat> several scrolls. Uh, I assume you can probably just make them with a baseline spellcraft check, so I'm just going to read them. 
Uh, scroll of Giant Form 1. A scroll of Greater Dispel Magic. Nice. A scroll of Mass Cure Moderate Wounds. Three oh. scrolls of Summon Monster 7. A oh, ring, of, ring of Spell Knowledge 2, which contains Comprehend Languages as a spell. I think that is for... Um, um, Spontaneous casters. It's like a pearl of power for spontaneous casters. Uh, a robe of scintillating colors and a ruby and gold unholy symbol of Nylarthotep. Worth that robe. Hundred and go fifty gold pieces. Gold pieces. Uh, Seven hundred fifty. Uh, and then what about that robe? It's colorful. It's, uh, it's, can I, it's can I, magic. Okay, can I, so I, it's magical. I detect. Okay, I'll spend an. I'll spend a quote point. Can. Uh, what what is it? Uh, it is a robe of scintillating colors. The wearer of this robe can cause a garment to display a shifting pattern of incredible hues, color after color, cascading from the upper part of the robe to the hem in the sparkling rainbows of dazzling light. The colors daze those near with the wearer, and it's basically treated like a gaze attack with a thirty foot range. Those who look at the wearer are dazed for one d four rounds. DC sixteen will save negates, and it is a mind affecting effect. It also, for every round of continuous scintillation, the robe gives the wearer better concealment. The mischance on attacks against the wearer starts at 10% and increases by 10% each round until it reaches 50% total. It can be used no more than 10 rounds a day. Sorry, ass. Um, okay, cool. It's uh-huh. a very long, very long paragraph for saying, hey, it can daze sometimes. There's a lot of mechanics in there, Derek. Um, uh, the room above where you met the Gug Menace uh, has jagged red ink script that covers the walls of the stone mausoleum. A snaking cavern enters through the crumbled walls and the snaking cavern is what you just came through to the south. While a passage leads out to the west, a small, strangely organic-looking pillar stands to the north, supporting a gruesome stack of finely preserved human feces. Face... Faces, 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 faces. Oh, wow. There's, like, bandage wraps laying on the floor, and several of the, like, mausoleum um, chamber things have been, like, opened and destroyed. Um, But you do not sense any, like, bodies. There are... Word, there are scripts, red ink script on the walls uh, that is written in Undercommon. If anybody well, speaks I that. Do. What does it mean? Uh, hold on. Why would they keep the feces so fresh? <sighs> Have you ever. Jesus Christ. Face. Do you prefer an old steak or a new steak? I understand. I understand, but I do not comprehend. Um, so if, if one of one of you reads under common, you're you're right. okay. Um, so these are like conversion notes on how to read dwarven if you only speak um, under common. Also, there are shorthand notes for uh, summoning a demon. Well, that makes sense. Um, uh, give me. Uh, but that's all the script. There's no, like, clues to the next room. It's just this guy, apparently, just was writing in blood on the walls to try to figure stuff out. 
That sounds like the Underdark. They're... Let's see. Give me... Either knowledge of local or knowledge nature checks. Well, local. Knowledge nature is going to have a higher DC. I'll do local for 36 out. Okay. Um, what you saw... Uh, okay. Uh, what you first saw as like a tiny little pillar along the bed of the mausoleum uh, is not, in fact, a pillar. Upon closer inspection, it is a petrified human leg. Hey! Hey, we know the guy who that belongs to. Let me get a hold of that. Charlie? Uh, Charlie. I think it'd be good. One of my pierogies had a little crunch. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, We're missing one, though, I believe. Well, we can get him a peg, and it'll be just fine. I don't think this works. It could be a useful bargaining chip in any situation. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep hold of it. And now uh, I have an improvised melee weapon if need be. Um, I kicked him with a leg. So, uh, do you guys want to keep going forward? Or, okay. So this next room is the room where you uh, killed Gug Savant. Uh, who wants to go first? Why you got to phrase it like that? I don't know. Who wants to go first is a weird phrasing to ask who wants to be in the lead. Of course me. Oh, there? I mean, I don't care. I just want everybody behind you. I pick around. I need okay. to be up close and personal. Uh, this wide hallway stretches on for I over... I see the lights of their eyes. This wide hallway stretches... This wide hallway stretches on for 100 feet. Debris from the collapsed walls blocks the route to the south, while the north hallway turns to the northwest before abruptly ending in a similar collapse. Two short corridors to the east, while a third exits to the north. New perception checks. Of course, I got an elegant 16. Two squared, four, or two to the fourth power, and four squared. 39, Laura. You gonna try to beat that? <sighs> I probably can't, but I'll try. I'll give you a plus six bonus. Shut up, Derek. Well, if you give me a plus six, my 37 <laughs> will uh, win, so uh, I'll take that plus six thing there. Fuck. Right here. Fuck you. And right in front of Penny's face, uh, Gina reaches forward as she's about to step on the next square. As you see, there's some sort of a trap on the floor. Penny, Penny, don't, don't step, no, step back. And we cut to black. We find ourselves in a dark chamber far underground several, several months ago. I, there's a silhouette of a small figure sitting across the table from a very, very large figure. The large figure speaks. This unit moves rook to king at four. This unit declares checkmate, as predicted 17 turns ago. I, I suppose it serves me right when against the automaton program to win every goddamn time. Uh, well, hell, it's uh, it's been a nice time, buddy. I, I think I gotta, I gotta head out. You don't have to go. This unit requests one more game. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling up. I'm not feeling up to it today. I just, you wouldn't. I just got too much on my mind. I gotta, you know, I gotta go. Yeah, the uh, golem kind of turns his head a little bit us sideways. This unit does not comprehend. Usually, little one subject Navi speaks freely during games. Yeah, yeah, but you you really don't understand, do you, you old hunk of metal? Uh, usually when I 
talk, it's just for me because you know you 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 just don't. This unit is programmed with a crystalline matrix made from the finest of dwarven golemancy. In other words, this unit may surprise you. Oh, all right, go on. This unit understands some of the concerns of sentient forms. This unit lives its life in phases: on, off, dead, alive, dead again, fleeting purposes. As my creators activated me, drifting lowliness as this platform was left from time to time. This unit may be made of metal, but the arcana evolved in its creation has made it more. You come back. This unit understands enough to know that this unit has a friend. Navi lets her guard down and struggling smile appears and she says, Oh, all right, buddy. It's been a rough few weeks. Uh, I lost lost someone important to me because you know, they wronged me something fierce. Uh, I booted him out of my life and I didn't regret it until you know, two days ago. You know, I found... I found out he was dead, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I fucked up. And now, now all I got left is this fucking bag he carried around. Nothing fucking makes sense. I just, I don't know. Uh, for slight context, when uh, Navi mentioned uh, her friends dying, uh, the the golem does look over at his dead brothers who are up on the wall uh, that he has put there in honor of their lives. Says nothing on the matter. Listening to her. Uh, the golem looks the Navi. This unit wonders if speaking of the pain made you feel better. You know what? No. Not really. Look, I appreciate you trying, but ain't nothing ever gonna fix this one. I just... I just wish I could forget. Little one, this subject knows little of the outside world, but does know something of magics and sorceries. This one has heard rumors from various places, ancient and otherwise, regarding a certain magic user willing to help the downtrodden, those such as yourself. This unit also offers to use whatever powers and knowledge it has to assist you towards this goal. But be aware, however, that many of these paths come at a cost. Anything to get me brought back. And that's the end of our broadcast week. Oh, shit. <laughs> I want to come back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you back, brother. Master, Master, Master Tugnabina, would you like to kill more Morlocks? Us. Yes. The creators of that program, this unit, to have a rollover for the six digit. uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo.